Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Match Ball. Hello there and welcome to the show brought to you with Levi Solicitors. If you want to get 10% off your legal fees, whether for commercial reasons or you've got personal legal matters that you want to tend to, such as wills, conveyancing, that sort of thing, head to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball for your 10% discount. I'm Dan Moylan and I'm joined by Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. 3-1 to Leeds then at Blackburn. I don't know about you, strangely enough, didn't feel nervous going into that one today. Completely different feeling going into it compared to uh, to the Fulham game. How was it for you? I was say I was pretty nervous going into it. I was fully expecting it to be the day that we finally conceded the title and probably second place. But then it turned out to be all right. We had a good start. Then we had a slight panic for a few minutes. But on the balance of it, we were, we were the better team in that, weren't we? By miles. And they only had one good player going into it and he's the guy who scored the free kick the rest of them the most significant things the rest of their starting lineup had done is Bradley Johnson played for Leeds and uh, Lewis Holtby wrapped on a record at Hamburg there was their number eight I think it was called Rothwell we did seem to be treating him a bit like Maradona in the first half he, there was a few occasions where he was dancing around us and I was thinking who is this guy why is why is he good all of a sudden this seems like he's they might be cheating have they pumped him up with something before the game but he never actually came to anything so so that was all right. I think one thing from that first half, which on reflection now, it, I just think football is massively unfair. But I think between the 10th and 12th minute, I think they had as many good chances as Luton and Cardiff did across those entire games. Because the, there was the Gallagher went through on goal, then Meslier misplaced a pass and made a good save. Then Blackburn hit the post. Then straight after they scored when Jackie Harrison was dribbling it out and a free kick was given, which was a little bit soft. And that was all in the space of like two or three minutes at most. So football's a, a sham. Um, and we should just be promoted without playing it, is what I think. But the fact that they came at us a little bit, I think, did benefit us. It's what we've said so many times before, when teams are prepared to try and at least play against us. I mean, Blackburn were not pretty, but at least they tried to play and they tried to attack, which gives us the space in which to play. But it goes back to those conversations that we've had so many times on this podcast, in that how much more composed and how much easier do those games feel when we take the chances that are put in front of us and get in front early. The early goal is absolutely transformative. And on that, a word on Pat Bamford, who in recent weeks, we've kind of had one side of him or the other. Today, I thought we got probably the best of both because he took that uh, chance really well, early doors, which settled all the nerves and he did the work as well. Hit the post as well with a shot. So shooting's good. 
that's what we uh, another thing we've learned from today again my I think my coaching through the week has probably helped him out there but yeah just having some shots now and then today was a big difference because I think far too often we've just faffed around with it on the edge of the box and we need to remember the keepers in this league not actually that good I think Bamford's one could have been saved it was within reach of him Klitsch's one definitely should have been saved Obviously, Calvin's was a beauty, but have some shots for God's sake. No one's very good in this league. The flip side of that, though, is that, that a lot of teams pack the edge of the area, whereas Blackburn gave us a bit more space. I think that's perhaps the difference. I mean, do you agree that they gave us more space to to play in? And that was the difference when you you know stack it up against a game like Luton, who came and just put 10 men behind the ball and we just struggled in that way that Leeds do. I think an early goal always changes the shape of these things. And it, it meant they, I mean, that Blackburn, I think, are quite an attacking team anyway. They're not someone who'd pack the box, but it, an early goal means they have to do that and it's very hard to swing back out of it once you, you know, if you can get back into a game even, it's hard to get back into that mentality just as if we'd scored an early goal against Luton, they probably would have fallen apart and we might have won that game by two or three as well. I mean, I think Blackburn are a good team to be playing, in fairness. This is the sort of game we've we've needed against because they've lost the first couple. They're pretty much completely out of the playoff picture. They'd have needed a freak set of results to get in there. So this was the sort of game we just needed to to break the back of and then win. I mean, prior to them scoring the free kick, it didn't look like they were going to get back into it. And then once we scored a third, I thought pretty much they looked like they couldn't be arsed. They were more, they were just strolling about the pitch waiting for it to be over. Playoffs are guaranteed now, though we can't finish any lower than sixth. How does that sentence make you feel? And we'll probably be facing Derby or Cardiff in the playoffs, which I don't see as being a problem whatsoever. I mean, what it boils down to now is 10 points and we are promoted regardless of what anybody else does. And we've got five games in which to achieve that. So it'd be nice if the others started dropping points. I'm looking at you, Brentford. If you could start dropping some points, that'd be great. They had an easy time of it today against Wigan. That was even when Wigan were on their good form and weren't completely being, we can't say imploding because it seems like they're being detonated from the distance of several continents. But yeah, it wasn't the the game to look for, for for Brentford not to win today. And then Fulham... ah, Irrelevant. All the pressures on West Brom tomorrow. Now that four-point gap at the top looks nice. I must admit, I saw Fulham had scored in the last minute, and I was thinking, "Oh, that's a bit, a bit annoying." But actually, looking at it, we're eight points clear of them with much better goal difference. So for them to get past us, Brentford will already be past us if if they're going to be catching us up. So we're probably just it's down to three, isn't it? It's two out of three, and as much as I don't like to admit it, we're in a very strong position. Everyone will be willing to swap with us here. It's As much as we're still worried about Leeds in it up, things do sort of look all right. And there's one big crucial fixture I'm just looking at in the fixture list, which is game 44, so the third from the end, Fulham against West Brom. So they've got to play each other yet. Um, Fulham have got Forest ahead of that. So yeah, you'd have to expect it is two from three. But, you know, if, um, if Fulham start clawing points, back on you never know do you you just never know this is going to go which is exactly why we've just got to do our job now and we we look capable of doing it we just need these games like today where we're business like it felt more business like today I think didn't it it did feel like a very a very regulation win against a team that we're just better than in pretty much every area and if we can just have that we're better than every team in every area besides maybe Fulham and Brentford who I think in certain areas are stronger than us but to look at our remaining fixtures I genuinely believe we are considerably better than Stoke and Barnsley and I think probably winning those two games alone might well see us up so we just need to not have anything stupid happening I mean I, I was 
comfortable enough in this game today actually to get a second screen open and start watching the Brentford game because I thought well it was still 1-0 at that point and I thought well I'll just I'll keep an eye on this as well just to uh, in the hope of a bit more excitement and then within about a minute of switching it on Brentford scored a second and I just thought ah for fuck's sake (laughs) but you know so let's get into a little bit of the detail on this game then and a couple of changes from the previous side and the left-hand side in particular was different in the form of Barry Douglas back into the the starting 11 and Alioski in front of him what do you think sort of a difference that made in terms of the balance? I thought it was Barry, one of the best games I've seen Barry Douglas have for us. Admittedly, I don't think he faced an awful lot of threat down that side. But everything he did, he did very well. He would look very calm on the ball. He was he was getting forward reasonably well. Even He's not quite the um, attacking force that Dallas is. But considering Dallas is now one of our most important players, I thought he filled in brilliantly. I think one of the big advantages it gave us was uh, Jackie Harrison playing on the right-hand side where... I can never decide which side I prefer him on, but I do like him on the the right. And possibly one of the best things Gianni Alioski did today was kind of stay out of it. He seemed quite quiet for a lot of it, but I don't think that was necessarily him having a, a bad game. It's just Ailing and Harrison were doing a lot of really good work down the right. So we just kept going down the right. And Alioski's job on the other side is kind of just to keep everybody really worried because... You can't just leave him alone because he's nuts. He is brilliant value, isn't he? He really is. Although he didn't, he's actually probably been his worst game today. I think when he's come off the bench, he's done well. Certainly, more he's had more of an obvious impact. But I mean, it was fine, and I didn't miss Costa whatsoever. I have to say, I think he's been he's been something of a letdown all season. And against Luton, I found him incredibly frustrating. When he he should really just be running at Luton every without being cocky about how good we are and how shit Luton are. Luton don't have good defenders and he's meant to be a fifteen million pound winger and he should have just been running at him and he wasn't. So just having him out, I actually thought was probably quite a good thing. And what we also saw today from that and the the wide players was that Pablo came on, got half an hour, but it, it feels like we're sort of nursing him through this close, uh, closing part of the season. So it just keeps him that little bit fresher for the game on Thursday. I probably wouldn't have brought him on today. It's It felt unnecessary. I would have preferred to kind of just put another layer of cotton wool on him rather than put him out into a cold Lancashire afternoon. I did have similar thoughts on that, actually. I did wonder, should we just keep him in reserve for this? But it's one of those where you know that Bielsa likes to keep attacking and win the game through goals, I guess. So, I mean, half an hour shouldn't hopefully shouldn't break him. And he did still have some lovely moments when he came on. I know that he came on at a point when the game was won and we weren't particularly relying on him to do anything, but he does some great stuff. I love seeing him and... If it does keep him just, a, I suppose, because he's admitted himself, he's not quite fully fit. So if it just keeps him ticking along, then that's fine by me. And it was great to see Phillips stroke that one in. It feels like forever since we've seen one, and it, it is really. It's uh, two and a half years or more since we, uh, we've we seen a, a direct free kick be put in like that. And we should really make a lot more of our set pieces. I mean, it's a theme we touched on on the Phil Hayshaw through, uh, through the week. But that was really, really nice. And at that point, you went into halftime thinking, right, brilliant. But then... When we came out early doors, second half, how did you feel when they pulled one back? I mean, it was particularly annoying because it wasn't a free kick that the ref had decided to give them. He'd just given them a free shot on the edge of the box for absolutely nothing. Uh, but we'll probably come on to the referee in a little bit because I think he had several mistakes, one of which was probably uh, led to our opening goal. So maybe maybe even things up there. I think we need to go back to the, Cal- the Calvin free kick. Anyway, we've skipped over that too much. I think I wanted Douglas to take it when he stepped up. And um, then about five seconds later, I was going, oh, no, actually, yeah. It's all right, that Calvin. Thank you very much. Sad as you had the sound of a Bryn Lorgasm ringing around your ears. I think he was upsetting the Blackburn 
commentators as well, which is quite funny. I, I had the Bryn feed, but I saw from uh, Eamon, who does the mag with us, he was uh, he had a Blackburn feed on and he said they were getting very annoyed by him, which is lovely to hear. Because he said, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, didn't he? And then they questioned whether they had the Churchill dog sat behind them, if you haven't seen the tweet. It was a great goal and did deserve that kind of call out. It was... Um... And I think that was annoying about the the Blackburn free kick. Not only that it should have been, it should not have been given, but it was probably just as good. But ours was better because it was Calvin Phillips who kicked it into the goal, and I liked that about it. But no, it was really good. I think uh, you don't really look at the Leeds United free kick in any expectation that it is going to go in the net, even if it was going to be Barry Douglas, who is a set piece expert and has never scored a single one for Leeds United. You just don't. You know, it, it doesn't matter who's on it. Um, but he did, uh, Calvin gave it the full Tony Dorigo, Eddie Lewis, right into the top corner. More of that would be very welcome. Calvin and Click actually both much better today because I thought they're not that they've been massively off form since we came back, but neither have been at their best. And I think both of them had really solid games today. Uh, particularly Click because I thought he was going to get sent off at one point when he had that early booking he just had a bit of menace about him but he does seem to know where to draw a line he's good at upsetting people but not too much yeah we went really quickly past um, Bamford's goal as well but not to take anything away from the finish but Click winning that ball and then really the quality of the pass he played through if Bamford had not finished it I think Click would have been entitled to run over and chin him because it was it was weighed perfectly it was even onto his left foot it's exact. it's everything Pat Bamford looks for in a pass and fair play to, to Pat it is a really good finish it was all put there for him perfectly it, it, they could have spent you know the, the time what's that big cathedral called in in Barcelona Sagrada Familia yeah they could have got the plans out for that and started working to those designs and it would have been no more perfect for Pat to finish well finish it he did and we asked him to do his job and do his job he did that's it. People think we, we're hating on him for some sort of sport. We're not. We're just frustrated when he doesn't score. And today he did. And it's fine. And if he can score one goal, I'll settle for one goal in every game. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, all we ask is that... And it's not just him. It's, it's as a team as well. It's not just him, but he's particularly profligate in front of goal. But the rest of them are, have been guilty of it as well. We said before, Klitsch hasn't contributed the same level of goals. You sometimes question the final ball. Maybe, you know, for a £15 million player, Costa's decision-making... But when it comes together, it's lovely. And you give yourself the best chance of winning by making good decisions, but also just putting the ball in the bloody net. I've not looked at it yet, but I wouldn't have thought on the XG we probably created any more than we did against Luton today. And they, and I'd say Blackburn created a lot more than Luton, but we've won this game quite comfortably 3-1 and we managed to, well, it felt like scraping a draw with Luton the other night. It's a complete cliche, but the old goals change games and it completely changes how we view our games as well, which is, some we're completely guilty of it, I won't lie. We get all het up about us not winning games that actually we should be happy enough with the performance. And this is why Bielsa knows his stuff because he doesn't get, conf- he doesn't get confused between a bad performance and a good performance in the same way as we do. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Just coming back to that Blackburn goal then, straight off the back of half-time, that is a great time for them to score if they are going to get a foothold back in the game. And I know I asked this question previously, but it's probably worth teeing it up again. Did that at any point worry you, even for a few minutes before we managed to get our third? No, it's only Blackburn. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say the same now because I'm because it's over and I'm happy to be cocky now. <laughs> Probably won't have to play them again for a while, which is a shame because they're a piece of piss to beat. We do have a decent record against Blackburn in, in recent years, don't we? I say without any stats in front of me, but it feels like we always beat them. I wasn't bothered about them today. It was, it was a little bit ropey in the first half after we'd gone ahead. It seemed like they were determined to keep giving us the ball and almost our politeness, we thought we'd reciprocate. So the, there was that period where they had those that flurry of chances, which if it had been nil-nil, I might have been nervous but there's one advantage with the the drinks breaks that um have been snuck in by the back door so that in future we can have adverts and the game will be divided into quarters instead of halves but it does mean that um Marcelo Bielsa can kind of knock some heads together halfway through a um a half when that kind of thing is going on and we just need to shake a bit of dust off our boots and crisp up the passing I did enjoy hearing Bielsa going mental as well at one point when I think Mesley had, was taking a bit too long on the ball. Then in the end, he rushed a pass to Cooper because he'd waited too long and Cooper was just forced to hit it long and it made Bielsa completely lose his mind on the side, which I, was, I quite enjoyed because at that point, it was, I'm pretty sure we were winning still. It was in the first half and we, they were just trying to see the clock down, but it was clearly not the intensity that Bielsa wanted. When it comes to that first half that, it kind of was a little bit loose, wasn't it? Where we didn't have proper control of it after we'd scored that you just mentioned there, Moscow. Do you suspect, and I do, that because the grass was very heavy and also it was raining a lot, so you've got a really sticky pitch where the ball's kind of bouncing but then doesn't have that same slickness about it. Do you think that maybe contributed to the, the shape of the game a little bit in that they were closing us down very high up so we couldn't get our passing going quite as much and relying more on the long balls? But I thought what it did do was playing to our hands in terms of being able to drop balls over the defenders for Bamford a little bit because it was holding up. The grass did look suspiciously long. I thought that right at the start. It looked it had a, a slight feeling that they maybe had deliberately let it get that way to, to slow us down. But then I guess when you go a goal up after seven minutes, you kind of piss all over their stupid long grass um, and just you leave the problem with them. We kind of skimmed straight past the free kick, the one that Calvin conceded for them to pull one back. You can see why it was given, but Christ, it was weak, was that, wasn't it? A really, really weak free kick in such a dangerous position. It's almost like they shouldn't have had a full free kick. They should have had half a free kick or they shouldn't have been allowed to shoot from it because it presented them with a glorious chance, but it was such a weak one to give by the ref that. And what do you think of his game overall? If we're talking relative seriousness where Calvin's challenge is a 
is a free kick, then yeah, I think um, a single gunshot, not not killing him, just wounding him, uh, is is what the referee should have done for that one. Instead, he did now. He made a few dubious decisions because I thought our first goal was probably a free kick as well to them, and then it did that really strange overruling of the linesman towards the end of the first half where. It was the ball. He could not have been any close to the linesman. The decision he gave, and he gave a corner to us, and the ref overruled him for about forty yards away, not looking at even not even looking at it from a proper angle. So that was maybe a little bit of a warning sign that we had a knobhead on our hands. And then he started the second half and gave them a free kick straight away. And you thought, "Yep, definitely a knobhead." Yeah, the the part that really frustrated me was after they'd scored. In fact, he managed to delay a Blackburn throw in for so long that I started considering my own mortality I expected that they would still be waiting to take that throw in when I was dead and being put in the ground I somehow I feel like I slipped into a different reality where that free kick sorry that throw in still has not been taken and they're still just standing there sort of looking at the referee wondering why he won't let anybody take it that one on Bamford then with the keeper I mean it wasn't a red card was it but equally you wanted him to give it why wasn't it a red card? I thought it was a red card. Of course it was. It was a red card. Well, I think... Nah, I know just... it's Pat Bamford and you don't think he'll ever score a goal, but he would have had an open net in front of him with the ball at his feet. And even though it would have gone on his right foot, he would have scored that goal. And the defenders weren't getting back red card all day long. I, I disagree, you see. I think, I think the defenders were just about back, but I don't know if whether it was him being taken down that gave him the chance to get back. But I think the ref saw what he did because he, he knocked it one way and then went the other, didn't he? Like um, like that penalty he won. Was that uh, against Millwall or was it even the Blackburn game at home? I, I lose track of them all now, but you know you know the one I mean, where you uh, knock the ball to one side and then go the other because his body wasn't taking him in the direction of the ball. I think if he'd, if he'd have gone the same direction as the ball, then the ref would have sent him off, but he clearly wasn't. Well, I thought it was a red card. And I think I think the defenders only looked like they were getting back because by the time Pat Bamford was in midair and then on the floor, and that gave them some time to look like they were back. But I think if that plays out at normal pace, then it's it's got to be a red card, I thought. if it's, I think with the new rules, if he was in the box, then you give a penalty and then you don't have to send him off because I do think it was a genuine attempt to get the ball. I don't think he was just trying to professionally foul him, but he got nowhere near the ball. And I don't think there was a huge amount of contact either, to be honest, but still a foul. Send him off. Anyway, who cares? We won 3-1. Fuck him. I don't care if he's in net for Blackburn next game. It makes no it has no impact on us anymore. <laughs> Poxy game, Poxy club. Let's move on. <laughs> who have they got next? Who even cares? <laughs> well, it's Cardiff and then it's West Brom. So a ban might have been useful, depending on what their reserve keeper's like. Probably still um, Tim Flowers. Bobby Mims, I think. Third goal wasn't necessarily a classic, was it? But nice to see Click back on the score sheet. You could probably that stupid keeper, whoever he was, probably at fault for some of that. I don't know. Yeah, I think sensing was that before or after he should have been sent off. I can't remember. I think he, his morals kicked in one way or another, um, and he decided to let that one in. I know it's, it was quite nice in the um, the post match on LUTV. Ben Parker used the nice old man phrase of he should have thrown his cap on it, which is nice. I don't, I don't expect to hear that from a young man. It reminds me of like sort of 1960s football does that sort of a phrase but um, he was right it was shit but anyway again who cares it went in pick heroes and villains for me then who's your uh, your standout performers who are the shithouses for today uh, Douglas deserves a nomination I think for filling Dallas's big shoes did very well and I have no concerns about him playing in the next game now either which was nice because it, it was one of those where if he'd have had a wobbly game and Dallas is out for a few games it, does start to worry you a bit and it gives you the question of whether or not you need to reshuffle again and put Alioski in or 
put Davis in and start moving everything around. And we, it was just, he just played well and we don't need to worry about that for the next game. Now, if Dallas is back, great. If he's not, that's also fine. Calvin Phillips scored a free kick. He did, you know, he did. Right in the top corner as well. Is that hero or villain? It was, I expect they'll be fine for it because it's not, it, we didn't earn that as a team. He just kicked it straight in the net. You have been saying it though. You've been telling him to, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Pat Bamford as well for kicking it in the net. Good. I thought that was his best performance for a while today. Yeah. Villains, Nathan Jones. Look at that result today. I did put it in the um, in my match report after the Luton game that it will get worse today because Luton will lose their next match because they're exhausted. I did not see a 5-0 defeat to Reading coming. Um, Maitai has scored four goals and he can't be a good player because he plays for Reading so it's ridiculous but on the plus side they are going down which they deserve for trying to derail our promotion just to add to that particular annoyance uh, Reading scored five goals today on 38% possession which is ridiculous that uh, Yaku Maitai has in fact doubled his goal tally for the season today by scoring four he now has eight and they've somehow scored five off Three clear-cut chances. Football's so unfair. It's ridiculous. And also, whoever is fucking with Wigan Athletic, not only because it meant that they didn't have a hope against Brentford today, but leave them alone. Don't do that to them. Do it to Sheffield Wednesday. That would be good. Or to uh, Derby County. Wigan are a fairly mild bunch. They've got little Tom Pearce in um, on their bench. Leave them alone. Yeah, particularly don't disrupt them just ahead of playing Brentford. Not to turn it back to something about Leeds United when they've actually destroyed a football club. But for me, it's most annoying that they've done it before they played Brentford. They were on a good run of form before this. They didn't need this disruption. Well, to return to what we said at the start of the podcast, then that leaves us six points clear as we head in towards Stoke. We play on Thursday. Do you think that's going to have a bearing on the amount of pressure that there is at Ellen Road? Or do you think they'll, they'll be fine? Will it all be us fans who are terrified come the, at the end of the midweek fixtures? Just looking at what the other fixtures are. Okay, so Brentford uh, playing Charlton. Mm. Can't, uh, Derby, West Brom, though. That could West Brom are kind of the ones. I, I feel like at the moment, Brentford are never going to lose another game of football. They're probably going to win the Premier League next year when they go up. But Derby are in good form. I could see West Brom maybe slipping up there. Maybe it's all going to be okay. I don't know. I don't want to commit to anything. It'll be absolutely fine. We're going up as champions. It's not a problem. Moscow's words, not mine. Well, 15 points left to play for. Let's hope so. 10% off with Levi Solicitors if you go through us the square ball levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball and uh, we'll get out of here for this one then another match ball successfully navigated we haven't fallen apart yet we're definitely in the playoffs and that'll be a hoot if that happens won't it? I feel like at the moment I've, I don't feel like I'm in a mood for celebrating I feel like I, I hope the players am I just want to move on to the next game I just want to be like yep yeah, that was a good game good win but let's not dwell on it move on to the next one just win that one one game at a time, as the old cliche goes, and I'm slightly terrified, but maybe less so than at the start of today. Well, 18 days to go in this season, that's all. So this time in three weeks, there will be no football because we will have obviously been promoted by then and we won't have a playoff game. And we'll just be sipping pina coladas and smiling back at what was a beautiful centenary season. Won't we, Moscow? Yes. Cheers for listening to this one. We'll catch you next time. The March Ball. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.